I could have sold out massively two years ago to a brand, um, worked with them and done some incredible posts, Mm -hmm. made an absolute load of money and probably reached a million followers, but the ethos was not mine. I didn't want to film from my butt. I didn't want the angles to just be about how something looks instead of teaching. Um, I definitely have turned down more things than I probably should have in my time, but I don't ever want to look back and think I just sold out. It makes me really uncomfortable to know that I wasn't being myself. Welcome back, guys. It's season two of the Flip You With podcast. I'm Max. It is so good to be back with you. I hope you're all really good. Happy New Year. It's 2021. We have a vaccine and America has a new president. Things are finally starting to look up. This season, I'm going to delve deeper with my guests on how they navigate the industry they work in while still being creatively fulfilled and financially secure. A lot of you have messaged me on my Twitter and Instagram wanting to hear more about how high achievers and creatives deal with stress, anxiety, depression, rejection, and basically all the ups and downs that life chucks at all of us. My first guest is someone I love. I discovered her a few years ago on YouTube and then I followed her on all her platforms, her Instagram, her Twitter, all that good stuff, because she brings joy to my timeline. Carly Rowena is someone that truly cares about your health inside out. She has hundreds of thousands of people that follow her online, a community that loves her for her tips on wellness, authenticity, and being truly happy in your skin. Her expertise, passion, and love for life has helped to become a huge influence to young women and guys all over the world. Whether it's a hugely popular Let's Sweat classes online born out of lockdown, which are tough but brilliant, or her message of body positivity alongside being an advocate for good mental health, this lady is loved for her message as much as her killer abs. Guys, sit back, grab a drink, and get comfy. This chat taught me so much. Also, by the way, if you have a journal close by, a notebook, grab it. There are going to be moments that you're going to want to take down some notes because she shares so many tips. Okay, let's do it. Episode one, season two with Carly Rowena. Enjoy. You are one of the only reasons why I'm still on Twitter. Every day I think about deleting Twitter. You're one of the only reasons. I just, I find it a really negative space. I think Instagram is more damaging than, for me, than Twitter. Because with Twitter, people actually care what you what you say. And I think with you in particular, like you say a lot of stuff that you really feel. You'll watch something. Um, and if it, so she, what was the Netflix doc that we both watched that we both were tweeting about? Shanna. Yeah, and I think that you're able to have like, more in-depth opinions and and you get to know people more on Twitter so it's interesting you say that isn't it interesting how we all like different platforms that probably means as from social dilemma it means I'm following people that have changed how Twitter is for me just like Facebook is I would delete Facebook I'd delete Facebook I'd keep Instagram and YouTube they're the ones I would keep but I can't delete Facebook because I've got a private group that I love I'd like to delete the rest you've built an incredible um, community I want to call them community because I see how much love you give them. You were there, I think, in the early stages when I I think the word influencer wasn't a dirty word. (laughs) Somehow it's been redefined and I absolutely think it's unfair because there are people out here that genuinely are doing awesome things, but this word has been taken and made into something else. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, so I, I feel really lucky because I feel like I have friends all over the world that You know, I've been really lucky to actually travel a lot. And wherever I go, I meet somebody who follows me and they show me where they live. They show me the best places to go. It's literally like having, yeah, friends. 
that I haven't met yet. So then when you're kind of put in this bracket of creator or influencer, um, and it seemed like I'm influencing you to be somebody, I never saw myself like that. Um, maybe I was naive, but maybe that's because my end goal isn't really to sell things, it's more to try and educate. But I think it's frustrating because we're not all this kind of negative thing that's trying to extract from people. Some of us are just trying to build a big community where we can all kind of support each other. But I get it, you know, there's, there's reasons why there are some people who are influencers and then there's some people who are more yeah, building a hub of friends. And I tend to think of myself as the latter. Well, I have to say, me as like a presenter, journalist, DJ, people always say, oh my God, you influence musical opinions or films we should watch. And when I when I watch your channel and I see you talk about fitness or I talk, you see you talk about retreats or, or tips on looking after yourselves, um, yourself, I think it's also from a place of influence the same way I do it with music and film. But this snobbery between the cultures of how you work and perhaps the traditional way of the way media or entertainment works it has to it has to change because this is how people are consuming stuff you know you i think have a first hand straight away connection with people far quicker than tv shows or radio or any of those things and i think that's really powerful and important it's amazing to have that and to know that you know people message and they say like i think of you when they say they think of me as their mum i'm hurt a little because i like to think i'm really young. <laughs> but when they say like sister or friend, I'm like, yes, yes, that is how I want to be. Like, that's amazing. I have people that, you know, tell me they're pregnant before they tell their other half, that tell me all sorts of crazy things that they should be telling their friends, but they feel they want to tell me. And that's a huge, amazing responsibility. The positives that have come out of having this space for me are far outweigh any of the negatives, but it is something you have to work on daily. I think it's got to be difficult. Because I think the difference between what you do and what I do is, um, at least to some level, I absolutely think that there's some similarities completely. You get love and then you get hate as well. And you get it in a way that sometimes it's, it's not necessarily anything you've done. It's just the fact that you're in a space and I get to view you. And I have an opinion on you because you're letting me because you're on here. And there's no protection. Like when, you, when you're on radio or you're doing a TV show, like a producer or somebody can like censor stuff or keep it away from you to protect you. You are not only the host and the producer, you're the person that's in control of everything. And that part is incredibly difficult no matter how confident you are as a person. How have you navigated that, Carly? How have you managed to stay sane? Yeah, that's hard because it's you. You are the brand, it's you and it's your life. And there is no nine to five and we don't log off from it. And it's there all the time. And it's every different person, it's every different country. You're not gonna to appeal to everybody. And that's a really hard lesson. I'm someone who always wants to be liked. I think a lot of us are taught that, but you then suddenly realize that not everybody's gonna like you. I mean, we all have things that put us on or off people. And um, I definitely say I learned my hardest lesson when I was pregnant because so many people were sending me messages saying that I was gonna lose my daughter because I was exercising. And that was probably the first time I'd ever really experienced I guess I've, ever, I've, I've had hate, but very minimally, and stuff that, you know, just goes off the shoulder, didn't bother me, but that was, it was nine months of people really pushing that what I was doing was the wrong thing. Um, and all I, I mean, I didn't realize how much it affected me until I had my second scan, and everything was fine with Jack, but I had my second scan, and I hadn't thrown up at all through my pregnancy, but after I had my second scan, they said she was fine. I went home and I threw up the whole entire night. I couldn't stop crying because I think actually 
emotionally it had got into me that what if what if I had done the wrong I knew I'm educated I know what I'm doing but I thought what if I have done the wrong thing and I have you know hurt my unborn child and that came because people just kept drilling it into me and I'm a very strong person but I have I think all of us have had to grow thicker skin because people do say things and they don't think and I've had people that will say I don't know they'll post a comment saying something really small like I hate you like why and they'll put oh my gosh you replied I love you and you're like what so it's so many things are just to get a reaction or to be seen and I think that's when you learn that a lot of the things that are going on people just want to be seen by you or anybody and they'll say something just because they think you won't see them but they forget we're real people and we will um, and the only way I've overcome this is blocking, muting, because you can. I don't need to have you in my life. I don't need a million followers. I'm very happy with where I'm at. So if you are someone I don't need, I'm going to mute you or block. Um, and also, never ever share the hate. I've learned that. I think all of us have learned that. If you can, they wouldn't say that if they were okay. Um, and I think a lot of us have learned the hard way that maybe sharing those comments sometimes, you're sending people who love you over to someone who maybe said a silly thing. And you have to be so cautious with that because you just don't know where that person's headspace is. So nine times out of 10, I've just, I've saved it. I've sent it to my best friend and been like, is this true? And they're like, no. And we I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Kind of have a little chat about it and then it gets binned and that person is deleted or blocked and it's the, it's the only way. I mean, you mentioned your pregnancy and I love that you were really transparent. You share so much, but you always share it in such a beautiful way, but you're very transparent and honest and it's funny because you do have an incredible body. Facts. But you will joke and you will you will show your imperfections and sometimes you're so playful about it that humour, I think, is a really good way of tackling uncomfortable conversations that we all sometimes feel like, I want to have this conversation, but I'm scared because I feel really self-conscious. And you, you use humour always and I love that about you. But... um. That transparency, it's, how did you get to the place where you were comfortable with, it's okay, like if I've got cellulite or I've got something, I mean, I don't see it, I think you've got an amazing body regardless, but, um, <laughs> but like, when did you get, to, how did you get to that place or was there a defining factor where you just thought, that's it, I'm okay right now in my skin and I'm gonna share the things I really wanna show to people? Because not everyone does, Carly, especially in your area of work. Yeah, that's very true. I think I was really lucky. I, I grew up with parents who were very comfortable in their own skin. I didn't know it was a thing until I became 
sort of 14 and at school and then the girls were kind of you know on diets or worrying about their bodies and I was like is this a thing I've always been like a naked kid didn't really know it was a thing and I definitely I struggled with body dysmorphia from 16 to 21 um, and I don't know what triggered it I don't know why it came on but I just wasn't resonating with what I was seeing in the mirror and I think it was actually because I was very happy with myself but the society I was in wasn't and so I started distorting myself to feel like I needed to fit in so it almost came out of a need to fit in a place where everyone else was very unhappy um, and then I would say fitness made me feel strong and independent and I loved that the power that came from lifting weights and feeling strong was amazing but the power from being able to talk about my lines, gray hairs, like a hair coming out of my neck these things are all very normal and I realized that no one talks about them yet I would happily sit down and talk to my best friend about it. We'll talk about it, but no one's talking about it online. So I know I'm not alone. And then I guess more and more it's come from having my daughter definitely made me, I want her to know that everything she does is completely normal and that she's gonna grow up to be completely normal in whatever this new world is. And I just think we have a responsibility to show people that are watching us that no one's perfect all the time. What even is perfect? And yeah, you're going to have some days where you don't like yourself. That's also really normal. It's not normal to love yourself every minute of the day because hormonally we change every second. But it's okay to kind of question yourself, then love yourself a bit more and just give yourself some self-care is really important. Um, and I, I don't want to be 80 years old and trying to be a 21-year-old. That's not what I want. So I need to just embrace this. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's really well said because it's interesting. When I talk to a lot of actresses in particular, they always say that as women get a little bit older in Hollywood, you get these token roles, whereas the men like George Clooney and all these others that get older, they still get really, like Tom Cruise, they still get the hero, the big roles. And for whatever reason, women, as women age, whether, you know, from 18, 25 to 30 to 40, whatever, it's like shame or something or you're not and that has to change as well because again I think it goes back to transparency and being like it's okay guys if you want to have Botox and fillers I'm not opposed to sitting here saying you shouldn't no I'm not being judge Judy about it because that's not fair either but it's just the fact that realize that isn't just makeup it's a worry isn't it and I you know I see I'm so grateful that I haven't done some things because now you know with the masks I feel it's really hard to speak to some of my friends because I can't tell what they're their faces are doing because so much of their facial expression has now changed and I just think women have it hard we do have to go through so many huge hormonal changes in our life so we are battling age it's harder for us for men they kind of do stay consistent all the time um, but I remember my mum saying to me she's 73 and she said you get to 50 and you're invisible she's like I walk around and people don't see me they will walk straight through me if I look like I'm struggling to reach something in the shop because I'm shorter they presume it's because I'm old and I can't reach not because I'm just shorter and it's out of my reach and I was like that is not how I want to be perceived when I'm 50 I don't think we should have a deadline on our beauty or our ability so that's something I'm going to keep striving for online. I want people to see that there, there isn't an age limit. It is really all in your mind, obviously, and your ability, but you can squash all of that with your mind. So we just gotta, we've got to help everybody out. No one wants to be invisible and no one should be invisible. I agree. I mean, I was looking at some of your comments. I, like I said, I really support and follow what you do. So, um, <laughs> but it was interesting because I don't always like read people's comments and you, you know, it's interesting because you get to know the community. You have got a predominantly positive bunch, you know, which is 
celebration in the day and age that we're living in. Um, but a lot of it as well, I noticed were a lot of compliments, you know, what a great butt, beautiful, yeah. I love your abs, what a body, you're an absolute queen, you're gorgeous, which is amazing. But I also like, there was a part of me thinking, oh my God, pressure. The way that they're just picking her body and saying, I love your bum, I love your abs, I love this, I love that. And you're human like the rest of us. I mean, how, how have you sort of come to terms with all those compliments without perhaps letting it ego firstly and the second yeah, thing as I well mean, think, <laughs> to be honest all of those wonderful comments and I've probably actually absorbed two of them but absorbed the horrible ones more I think we're so prone to actually not even see the positive comments a lot of us that we only really do take in the negative ones yeah I, I tend to kind of take note of the longer formed comments to be honest and Although it's lovely, I still have my own insecurities and things that I'm working on. So if people could tell me a million times I'm gorgeous, but if you're hitting me on that one day, I haven't even seen it or heard it. It's like my husband tells me lovely things every day. Have I taken it in? Probably not. I've probably said, you've been sending me nice to me today. He's probably said 50 things. Does it not subconsciously sometimes, to go back to what you said a while, um, earlier when we were talking about the type of content you share, does it not influence that because you yeah. know there's yeah. certain things that they love and then to actively fight against pop what is successful because this is also a business that we have to also remember this is your livelihood this is where how you earn your money so i'm just wondering like how do you listen to them it's and hard. give them what they want but still be proud and authentically you it's hard i could have sold out massively two years ago to a brand um worked with them and done some incredible posts Mm -hmm. made an absolute load of money and probably reached a million followers but the ethos was not mine I didn't want to film from my butt I didn't want it, the angles to just be about how something looks instead of teaching and um, I definitely have turned down more things than I probably should have in my time but I don't ever want to look back and think I just sold out it makes me really uncomfortable to know that I wasn't being myself um, I always want to look back and be really proud of everything that I've done and it is really hard sometimes because I know that like the whole body confidence thing is such a huge trend and I really you know I praise that I want everyone to have body confidence but I don't feel you should have to post yourself in a negative way to raise body confidence but I know that that does get lots of likes and views. So it's really hard to be like, oh, but I want to do it, but I don't want to do it because it's not done in the way I want to do it. It's really hard. Um, so I think it becomes tricky. You have to fight what you maybe should do to reach the top. But at the same time, I don't want to lose the, the audience that I have because I really value them. Yeah. And is it your mom? You've just spoken about how amazing she is, but your best friend, you also mentioned your friend. Is it those ride or dies that you will go to when you're having moments of like, I'm not sure, guys, am I being myself here? Or do I need to push myself because sometimes I need to come out of my comfort zone? So help, what do you not think? Or is it fellow um, YouTubers or influencers? Like, who do you go to to have those chats? It's usually my husband because he's really he's really honest and he knows me better than anybody. Um, he's really good and he is in the industry, so he does get it. I will talk to some other people who do similar things to me, but again, we're all striving for different things and it's still very different depending on each individual um, and everyone has different ethics. So generally, it's myself or my husband. 
and actually going offline for a minute and having a word with myself. Sometimes you just have to disconnect for a bit and I realize how important taking like a week off every so often and switching it off so you can just think who you are because we change daily. I'm not the person I was when I started my Instagram account, hell no, or my YouTube account. And you'll also go through phases where you do or don't like certain channels and you have to just go with what feels good. We're asking ourselves to be creative every day across numerous platforms. Most people who are artists, and you'll know this, they go away for a year to go and write, to come up with ideas, yet we've got to come up with an idea every day. That's crazy. And no wonder we burn out and lose the love for it. It is, but I'm, I'm also thinking you're a young mum now, and you mentioned about what you want for your daughter, Jax, who's beautiful and adorable, and I love seeing all your images together. Um, but it, has it made you even more self-aware because then when you are online and you see that your audience is so different ages as well like oh my god you have little girls and then you have like older women and people who are probably the same age and younger um and how has it changed you having her having Jax has been the most incredible experience i wasn't maternal didn't know i wanted to be a mum at all i'm still not one of these mums that's like oh she's doing this and this um but the thing Jax has done is she has taught me to fall back in love with the real world and just simple things like a bird flying past or how the water feels on your hands, things that really zap you back into reality. So for me, that's been amazing. I also don't want her to see me on my phone as often as I would have been on my phone because I don't want her to look at me and I'm looking like this. That for me just makes me really sad. She's made me realize who I am and what I want from life and also the future that I want her to have. So now we've got a camper van. We're kind of diverting ourselves off social media a little bit. Um, I just want to have my retreats. I want to have my classes and I want to keep my Instagram, but I probably do want to come offline within the next sort of five years and just be, be more wholesome and be more family orientated and just run my business with the main bits that I need to because I've learned that I don't want to be 40 and still be posting Instagram images. When I first discovered you a few years ago, I don't think it was what it is now. Like even in the last three or four years, I think it's changed so much. And I do agree with you that I think a lot of people aren't necessarily creating content around what they're passionate about, but more about what rates. And it then kind of dilutes the whole industry and it makes it really difficult to know who's doing it truthfully. Who do I go to for this? Who do I go to for that? So I understand it, like, but um, it's also a little bit like insane and unfair because you think it's such a great platform. Instagram's not gonna be what it is now in that time. It's gonna change all the time, but the, what Instagram is now, I don't wanna be on in five years time. I will keep growing with everything that there is because I'm so grateful to have this and I don't wanna lose my followers, but I also need to know what is my place. Like TikTok came along. I love TikTok, it has me in stitches. I, start watching it at nine o'clock and it's like two in the morning and I'm like what am I doing um, and I there's, it's incredible but it's not a place for me. it's not my place you have to suddenly know that with the generations and the changes some things just aren't going to be for you and your demographic it's just knowing your place knowing whether you're still relevant and if you are still producing authentic content I mean you're an entrepreneur as well and I don't know if you see yourself in that way but you are you've created yeah. Yeah. yeah but you have you've created a company <laughs> a brand online and you've given a service that people have bought into that in, that they enjoy that they need and to me that is like business savvy isn't it and it is about I guess looking at your, that word brand people ridicule it but actually to create a brand that people connect with is, is tough and also brilliant so like has it given you more confidence to actually so like much. do more stuff like so that? Much. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I have so I have more things going on offline than I do have going online. Online is amazing. It facilitates all the things that I think of as my business that is offline. And um, that keeps changing all the time. You know, I can literally be like, I was driving in the car today and I was like, oh, that'd be a great idea. Why have I not done that? And, and you suddenly are like, I could do that. I could create that. There are people I know who would help me create that. I could start a whole new brand tomorrow. Now, how amazing is that? Or like my... Uh, husband's little sister she wants to start a business and I'm like amazing I can support her I can help her sell what she wants to sell because I have this platform together we can there's so many things that I am able to do now because of having all these social media platforms and people following so I'm really lucky so Carly like all the like young women and even guys um and people that are literally looking at you and thinking god I want what she's got and if it like for me the first thing I have to say before I ask you a question is if you're not into fitness or mental well-being or health don't do it. First of all, you have to care about what you don't want to, don't emulate what Carly's doing unless you genuinely have a passion in the same area. But I'm wondering like, what tips would you give to people that literally are looking at you and thinking, she's got it all, I want to be her. So my top tip would be start really small. Everyone thinks they need to have, and if I was starting again, I would start with one platform and I would nail that one platform and make it my home, make it 100% authentic to myself and I would just stick. So say you have got a passion for Instagram, I would just go on there and I would just go for it. And then as you find your way and you find your passion, you then move into bringing in other platforms. I think so many of us try to dabble between lots and that can be, you know, to try and be creative, it's not like you can post the same thing across all of them. You're asking a lot of yourself to be creative across five different platforms where if you just think one and you think, okay, I'm going to really go for this, you can strategize and, and really come up with it. The second thing I'd say is, who are you? Like, what, what is your, what do you bring to the table? And it doesn't have to be anything different to what anyone else is posting because we're all, there's only so many things you can do, but who are you and what is the thing that you love? And then just don't change for anybody else. Stay yourself. So... I think a lot of us tend to follow, if you look at your feed, you might be following carbon copies of yourself because that's what you love and you're inspired by them and that's great. But sometimes if all you're following is loads of people like you, you're not gonna, you're always gonna feel like you're not good enough. So if you maybe expand your search and look for people at different countries that are maybe doing what you're doing or um, different abilities, all sorts of different things, you're then gonna come up with more creative ideas than just following 10 people that look exactly the same as you. Um, I think that's really important. I didn't realize that my feed was just basically loads of girls that look like me. And I kept wondering why I felt like I was never good enough. And it was because I was just looking at 10 people that were doing better than me because their numbers were bigger. Um, I changed that and looked at different areas. And now I'm like, okay, we're all in this together. We're all different, but we're all bringing something to the table. And that's far more satisfying to watch. Yep, absolutely agree. It's the 50 Week Podcast, Series 2. My special guest is Kylie Rowena. Ellie Golding is somebody who has, has always wanted to look strong and have a really, like, a body she, that looks like I can handle myself. I'm a strong woman, and I think it's super sexy. And to go back to this whole thought of, like, this, this understanding of how we're supposed to look as women, I think you also have that same, you know, you've got the abs, you've got strong arms, you look sexy as hell, but sometimes people say that's not conventionally... Oh, yeah beautiful that's more masculine that's more this but you're giving a different sexy that some you know it goes back to that whole thing all our bodies are flipping different you know we're all shaped differently and 
I actually think seeing women looking strong is super beautiful. I remember the first time someone said I look like a man and it was on YouTube. Someone was like, oh my gosh, she looks like a dude. And I was like, why do I look? And then I realized it was the ab situation. It was the six pack. Um, and it obviously got to me because I still remember it to now. And I was like, oh my gosh, do I? And I remember thinking, because everyone always wants to change things. I would love to have an hourglass waist. I always wanted to have that go in with the butt. I wanted that. I've never, I'm a tree. I am genetically not meant to be in the waist. Like my dimensions, I think are like half an inch or something. I'm just very straight. That's how I was. Jax is the same. It's just my genetics, but I'm very happy to say I've worked really hard. And I, I love my body. I truly love it. But that doesn't mean that I haven't gone, oh, I would have loved to have a waist. I would have loved really big boobs, a really big thumb and tiny, tiny corset waist. So we all want the opposite. The thing that I've learned is that the perception and conf confidence and beauty doesn't really have much to do with your looks. It is 100% a feeling. It's like you getting your hair blow dried and being like, yeah, I feel gorgeous. It's like me moisturizing my skin and it feels really soft. It's, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel my most confident when I'm on the beach and I'm practically naked, but the sun's on my skin. And it's not because I'm practically naked. It's more because there's no clothes that are like digging in. I'm free. I'm in the sun. My body feels lovely and warm. It's not, ever really what you look like that is what makes you beautiful but i think it's good to like challenge beauty norms you know like seeing beauty in so many different ways whether it's skin tone body shape it's funny that you say oh i want to really an hourglass like i've always said oh my god i wish i had the abs like natural abs and we always want what other people have but it's what's really exciting right now so i think in beauty and i want us to like push that message is there's so many different types of beauty out there to love and to admire yeah, and beauty really is in the eye of the beholder. Like, I can say, oh my gosh, to my husband, we're so honest. I'm like, that girl is stunning. Like, and he'll be like, no, that one did, but that girl is. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're completely different. Like, our types of everything, it's, it's just, it's crazy. But that's what makes us wonderful, right? Because we all fall in love with different things because we're all so unique and it would be so boring if we all look the same and sometimes I am a little bit like when I scroll through feeds and everyone does look very similar I'm like what happened this is really dull I can't see any distinguishing features about you because everything looks the same um, and it makes me sad I don't want Jax to grow up and feel that she needs to look like somebody else I want her to realize her own beauty but I know it's a journey and I do think it happens late 20s in your 30s i think you suddenly realize that you're worth more than your looks but i think it's a journey you have to go through what's been your toughest battle with self-love as far as the way you feel about the way you look because you sound like you feel comfortable beautiful in yourself you said i feel the best when i'm on the beach with no, and most of us want to cover up and hide so that means you are in a good place but i'm just wondering like where can you remember the toughest time whether it was online being who you yeah. are or it was growing up but what was that like for you I mean I can't lie I go through phases of really not liking myself very much I actually had one last week I was I was quite quiet online and people were like you're really quiet and I was like yeah I just I don't want to be online I, I had an operation on my legs and I'd taken they'd given me anesthetic and I didn't realize anesthetic apparently can make you really depressed but nobody told me this I didn't know it was a thing and for literally four days I just wanted to cry and I had no idea why I didn't like myself in the mirror every time I went to film myself I was like I don't want to post that that's not I I'm not looking happy and I'm not going to fake looking happy so I don't want to post that was just last week um and I remember before maybe five years ago 
I had a real acne breakout sort of on my jawline and people started messaging saying, well, she's obviously not healthy because look at her skin. And I was like, oh, I can't do anything about this. this is like cystic acne. There's nothing I can do. Um, but that really made me want to come offline and made me want to do dramatic things to try and fix it. Uh, but you just have to know that everything really is just a phase. And actually, there can be an external reason for why you're unhappy with the way you look. It doesn't have to be how you look. It can be that you're you're on some medication or someone said something or you're, just, you're on your period. There's just so many reasons why you might suddenly want to change everything about your appearance. But it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your appearance. But we all have it. You just have to be open to talking about it. And I guess the other thing as well is like having good friends, good other female friends, because you know, like the jealousy and the rivalry sometimes, if there's two women doing the same thing, two girls, it's automatically you're put against each other. And I know that we're much more about like, you know, girl power and standing together more, especially in the last couple of years. But how important do you think having good female, like friends around you has been? Yeah, just having good friends. I'd actually say male friends, if you can get some, are the best things on the planet. It's hard because male friends, I did find quite hard to get as soon as they got partners, it would be harder. That was yeah, awesome. and I miss that. I miss my guy friends when the girl, girls, when you come along and you've got a guy and he's got a girlfriend, please don't ruin that relationship. Like honestly, if they wanted to be yeah, with them, they would have been. The problem is they'll look at you and think, no, my man it's is not hanging with her. Know, it's so annoying because like when you finally find a good guy friend and they can give you a different perspective on everything, it is like gold. And when you lose that, it's it's just, uh, I mean, I've had three great guy friends. I'm lucky I still have one. Two of them have gone and I'm I, that hurt. I miss them. So girls, don't let that happen to other girls. Um, but you know, we're not, we're not all bad. So, um, but I think just friends in general and friends that you understand, they can be, um, you have friends for different things. So I have friends that I talk to about sex. I have friends I just go out drinking with. I have friends that I just want to cuddle up on the sofa with. And I think it's really important to know that you're okay to dip in and out of friendship groups depending on where you're at in your life. Um, friends aren't always going to be like glued. You're going to go through stages. Um, but I think just having friends you can talk to and be honest with, it's just, it's really special. And you don't have to have thousands of them. I have five friends, five proper friends. <laughs> and that's it. I have people in my life that are amazing, but I have five friends that I would call. It's a tough time, and I know you're a real good mental health advocate, and I know your parents are older, and you've always spoken about that too. Is there anything you could, like, potentially just say to everyone that's feeling a little bit blue and a, a bit like, I can't do this for another six months? Let's be honest, no one wants to do this any longer. I miss my parents. My daughter has not seen my parents this year. They live, I can see their house. They won't come out of they're terrified um i i miss the social interaction all we have to say is that you are not alone in feeling this way the most important thing is you take note that it is okay to not be okay with the situation so i think so many of us are being like no it's fine no it's fine no, it's not fine this is really odd there is no end in sight and a lot of us are just starting to question all of the things we've been taught when we're growing up and i think it's the opposite of what we've been taught could happen and it's happened um but the only thing I would say is use this time. We've been given such a golden opportunity to take a step back from our normal lives and evaluate what's important to us and realize that actually you can buy a million things, but it's, it's friendships and the family and yourself that is important. So if you can use this time to FaceTime people, if you can use it to do gestures of goodwill and leave nice parcels on those people that you miss doorstep, 
things like that is the most important thing you can do. This will end and it'll be a whole different thing. Ride it out, but don't be afraid to show the emotions you're experiencing from it because I think it's covering it up that will lend us to having a bigger problem with depression than we will have with COVID. And the health and fitness aspect, you're doing your classes at the moment and I see people say, yes. oh my God, that was so tough. Yeah, but that's really good for mental health. I need to be a part of it too. Like, how can people, because I know they've always said this to you from like when you were a kid, exercise is really good for you. You've got to do it. But you are a, a total advocate for like fitness. It's what you do and also mental health. You swear by this, don't you? How good it is for you? Yeah, I just... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's, you'll never want to do it. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. That you'll never be like, well, sometimes you might, but most of us will never go, yes, I want to roll out of bed at 7 a.m. and go work out. Most of us are going to be like, no, pass the chocolate bar. But I promise you will never regret it. And when I teach my classes, it is just a load of us moving our bodies, because that's all it is. There doesn't have to be any crazy. You are just moving. Think of it as dancing, whatever you want to do. Find the way that your body likes to move. So if you want to skate or climb or dance or have sexy time or whatever you want to do, that's all you've got to do because exercise is just moving. And when you find your thing that makes you want to move, hold on to it and that will keep you buzzing about life. I promise. It will give you just, think of it like a little extra force field for another couple of hours before you get to their new cake. That's really what it does. We may end up with your eight pack. Yes, 100% with the eight pack. (laughs) Y'all can dream, at least a two pack. (laughs) Hey, listen, thank you so much. You are an absolute babe. And without sounding like a little like fangirl, please don't change who you are and what you do because it's necessary. No, it's necessary. We need a point of difference. And also like when I was 14 or 15, I didn't have many people like you to look at. And those younger, younger girls, it's all right when you're late 20s or getting 30, because not, it's not all right because you could still be completely messed up. But when you're 14 or 15, you don't have alternatives to 
the same type of goal and you need other people that remind you hey it's okay you want to read books read books you want to do this do that so um thank you for doing all that stuff and please don't change when this is over and we can hang out let's go do cocktails yeah. and dance and just oh my God, sit on the beach and just chat carly i've missed djing so much so that's a deal or you can dj we'll do a mass thing and you can dj at a mass workout thank you so much babe and i'll hopefully see you soon what a way to kick off season two. Incredible energy, um, beautiful person inside out. Carly Rowena, thank you so much for joining me. Guys, um, this woman has got an empire online and she is so talented and she's so much about sharing and helping everybody else with her um, fitness, with her nutrition, with her retreats, her classes. For those of you that are currently in lockdown and kind of fed up, she does these classes called Let's Sweat. Um, they're fun they're online <laughs> you can register and she'll definitely put you through your paces but keep your head out of the fridge which is always a good thing right um guys i'm back next week with another guest season two is officially kicked off make sure you subscribe and please have a safe week and i'll see you soon take care bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.